I was a woman and I wanted so much to finalize the process of becoming a man through my surgeries until something stopped me and then I had a real encounter with Jesus Christ. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist An Lei. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about the truth of how some transgenders feel when transitioning to becoming a person of the opposite sex. And we learned of a lot of the difficulties that arise in this process. By the way, listener discretion is advised, as the concepts of this show include mature topics, as intended for a mature audience. Now, a transgender person is someone who feels an intense desire to become a person of the opposite sex, and many stretch great lengths in order to make that dream reality. In our last show, Laura Perry Smaltz, who went through that very process, shared with us her negative experiences of transitioning that she wasn't told. Today, you will hear about how she became a strong Christian, how she got married despite her fears of no one ever wanting to make that happen for her. God is the one who really changed her life. Laura, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me back on. Laura, it's great having you back on the show. Your testimony is amazing. And I am in shock that you went through what you did as a transgender man to today becoming a Christian. How did faith in God change the way you used to feel about hating that you were a woman? Well, you know, over time, God just began to heal me, but I didn't have the faith that God could really change my desires and my feelings. I was just sort of hanging on. I was trying to do it out of obedience. But as the Lord healed me, He began to absolutely transform my desires. He began to heal the reasons that I wanted to be trans in the first place as I began to forgive my mom, as I began to forgive others that had hurt me, as I began to reconcile, as I began to love His Word, and I began to love His design. Uh And I began for the first time in my life to see that I belonged with other women, that they saw me as a woman. Wow. Now, did the desire of becoming a woman again become like the desire of transitioning before? Because I understand that there came a moment where you're like, I am going to go back. I'm going to do it. And you made the commitment with the Lord. Tell us a little bit about that and the difference. At first, I really didn't have a desire to go back. I tried everything I could to get out of this. I kept hoping that God would just kind of excuse it because I didn't believe that He could really change me. Mm. It was just this crushing of the soul. And I knew that Jesus had called me to come and take up my cross and follow Him. That's what we're all called to do. Right. And so it was really that dying to self. I think the desires are different because my desire was focused on Christ and on eternal desires. That's what I was focused on, whereas before, all I cared about was myself and trying to become someone based off of so much pain and trying to become someone that I was jealous of rather than saying, my identity is in Christ and I'm going to live for Christ with all my heart. Wow. So tell me a little bit about this detransitioning process. So you're really just focusing on the Lord. It was a step of obedience then, is what you're saying. Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't know other detransitioners. I didn't have any plan for this. I moved home with my mom and dad because that's what God wanted me to do. But God just began to heal my relationship with my mom is kind of where it started. Wow. As I began to forgive her and reconcile with her, all of a sudden, I started to desire to 
wear female clothes kind of as an obedience to God, but I began to trust him more as I saw him healing me. Mm. I remember being uncomfortable, but as I tried on the female clothes, I began to get this joy that I couldn't explain. Wow. It's like as I embraced God's design, as I began to trust Him and walk by faith, I found it incredibly fulfilling and rewarding, even though it was still painful and there were still lots of crying. There were still a lot of awkward moments. And then I really began to turn that awkwardness into a testimony. And I went on visitation with my church. And I remember telling people, the reason I look so weird is because I used to be transgender, but Jesus has set me free. Wow. And so God turned it into his glory. Wow. So I understand, though, that you went to great lengths and you actually paid to detransition. You weren't going to just stay that way. Is that right? Right. Yeah. It's cost me a lot of money and a lot of time. You know, I had to go back to court to change my name and my gender. Wow. I had surgeries to get breast implants and it cost me a lot in a sense. But at the same time, it's been so worth doing things God's way and embracing his design has been so fulfilling. And now that God is healing me, I'm really understanding that I have always been a woman. I was never a man. I was just pretending to be a man. Who I was was buried under so much pain. So you feel good today of being a woman. Yeah, absolutely. And not only do I feel good, I love God's design. I began to ask the Lord several years ago to teach me his design of male and female. Mm -hmm. And I've just been blown away at what God is teaching me and understanding that God's design, the differences he created to be complementary, but both to glorify God in unique ways. Well, now I have a curious question. How did others respond to your choice to detransition? Were they for it? Not for it? Tell me about it. It kind of depends. I mean, there were kind of all over the map, there were people that were Christians that were just so excited. I think the Lord used it for revival in my home church. These people had known me my whole life, and some of them had been praying for me for years. Mm. There were people that just didn't care, and whatever makes you happy. I used to hate that response. I'm like, no, you don't understand. This isn't about what makes people happy. This is about an eternal identity, who God created me to be. Then there were people that were really angry, but ultimately I wanted to live for Christ. Wow, that's amazing. Now, in detransitioning, coming back to what God had created you to be, did He begin to speak to you about your future, about meeting someone? He didn't give me a lot of details, but I really began to believe that God had a husband for me. And I said, God, if you want me to stay single, then I will stay single. But if I can serve you better married, then I pray for a husband. And God confirmed it through another friend as I was praying about this. But for several years, I didn't know where he was. I didn't know how I'd meet him. And I was busy and I thought, God, I'm never going to meet a good guy. Mm -hmm. The Lord just began to prepare my heart. But he finally brought me to a point, though, where after this belief that I would have a husband, he really had me surrender that. And he said, let me be your husband. So God took me through this time of really laying that down after I thought I would get married. So I got to a point where I was like, I'm fine if I never get married. (laughs) You completely just gave it up. Right. But then how did you meet your husband? (laughs) But that was what was so cool, because God still had a plan for me to get married. He never said I wouldn't get married, but he wanted me to not depend on that for emotional stability or for my security or for my worth or my value, because I had always felt like I would only find value in what somebody else thought of me. Mm. Then when I was really ready and when I was really more secure in myself, God brought this amazing man into my life. He's a music minister and he's such an amazing man of God. We had a mutual friend that introduced us. I had no idea how I'd meet him, but God had brought another person into my life that would bring me to him. Oh, that is amazing. That's just a big deal because looking from the outside, for me, 
People were identifying you as a male. And then you detransition. You followed the Lord. It wasn't to get married. It wasn't any of those things. It was just clear obedience to the Lord. And the Lord brought a reward for you, which is you ended up getting married. And I understand you guys are very happily married today. Yeah, absolutely. I had very low expectations of a husband because all my past experiences, but I also just felt like I didn't deserve a good man after everything I'd done. And my husband has blown me away with what a good godly man and husband can really be. We're not only happy, but just growing together in the Lord. And he prayed for somebody that would really help him in ministry and to advance the kingdom. That's amazing. So you are partners in ministry today. Now, let me ask you a question real quick, Laura. If someone is in the process of transitioning as a transgender today, what would be your message to them today? My message is what God ultimately told me. He told me that I couldn't reject His creation, but He said in the most loving voice I've ever heard in all my life, let me tell you who you are. No matter what anybody else thinks of you or says about you, no matter what you feel about yourself, God has an identity and a plan and a purpose for you that He wants you to know. Satan's trying to sell you a counterfeit, but only God can tell you that true, rewarding, fulfilling life that He has for you. Laura, thank you so much for sharing your testimony of all that you've been through. Your life is truly an inspiration. I'm just rejoicing after hearing your story, and I'm praying for God to do a mighty work through all who are hearing Thank you so much again, Laura, for joining us. You're amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been such a pleasure. Don't go anywhere. I have a powerful analysis for you right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to awakeningthenations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? You know, the way she described how she embraced how God made her a woman was really powerful. You may be saying... How? Well, let me explain what I'm thinking. You see, this woman spent her whole life hating the fact that she was a woman, which is an extreme form of self-hatred, okay? So she couldn't accept herself and she wanted to be someone different. This is a very relatable idea to young people these days. People oftentimes don't like nor love themselves and often want to be like someone else. But true happiness isn't becoming someone else. True happiness is about embracing who you are through Jesus Christ. This is a deep concept here. It's written in Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 11. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. 
Beloved, it's so often that many don't like themselves because of some type of shame that was developed through a sinful life or lifestyle. But wholeness or salvation is a free gift from God. And it's like our life merit is no longer how we look, what we can do is no longer important in Christ. Rather, salvation is a free gift from God. It levels the playing field. No one is better than another. Rather, all can be made new and beautiful in the Lord. We can truly be comfortable with who we're made to be. You see, we are His workmanship when we give our lives to Him. Beloved, have you embraced how God made you? Have you embraced His love for you? Do you know that Jesus died on the cross for you because He thought you were worth loving? Like, think about this, beloved. When He died on the cross, He was thinking of you. He said, I love you so much. Don't hate yourself anymore. Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, I deal with self-hatred. I never liked who I was from the very beginning. Lord Jesus, help me to see myself as you see me. And for the person who's never received you, Lord Jesus, Jesus, we receive you right now. And we receive the gift that you died on the cross, that you loved us that much in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed with this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.